1: Bingoes. Motto of the
2: show, let your Greek flag fly.
1: Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here
0: are your hosts, Kathy Kane
1: and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Facebook, uh, there's a Facebook page out there. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You could like my page. That would be great. I'm trying to get back into that so I need some likes (laughs) Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter I love Twitter actually much more so than Facebook Um, you can follow the show at strict anonymous or follow me Kathy at cartoon therapy uh if you want to buy my book i wrote a book it's on kindle it's a kindle ebook right now it's called the cartoon misadventures of a total Trainwreck," and it's on kindle it's like 2.99 if you belong in some sort of kindle group i forget what it's called you actually could even get it for free so um and it's a cartoon book about uh all of my relationships gone very bad stories or that doesn't even make it's I really say things that are like grammatically incorrect I don't even know if grammatically is a word (laughs) um so I apologize for that I'm just you know I didn't really listen in school like those formative years like that kindergarten through eighth grade I really I just I hated school and I didn't really listen a lot so I I don't have uh, maybe you might call me uneducated (laughs) I have friends that call me that, even though I'm super smart, I have a really viciously high IQ. I just, I didn't listen in school, so I don't know certain things. So anyway, I don't even know how I got off of, off topic. I think I said something that wasn't even grammatically correct. Um, But anyway, let's get to the call today. Uh, Today I have on a guy named Adam and Adam's an interesting guy. I like Adam. He's like a openly bisexual guy who is involved in an open relationship. He's always been involved in open relationships and he's always been bi. He's been and he's and he's like not living like a secret life. I mean, I don't think regular people in his life know about his bisexuality, but all of his partners have. And he's always been able to hook up with women that were totally cool with it. Um, And they've always and he's always been able to be bisexual as well as maintain a healthy relationship with a woman at the same time. Uh, He's been bi since he's been about, I think, 16 years old. Uh, We get into that. We get into his relationships with women and the threesomes, the foursomes and all the kinds of stuff that they did. And then we take this really crazy turn at the end (laughs) and we start talking about periods and perimenopause. And I'm just going to warn you about it because... Uh, That's what goes down. And I didn't even see that coming, even though actually this guy, Adam, had posted an ad on Craigslist that I responded to and he was looking for female advice. I didn't know what kind of advice he was looking for. Um, I didn't know that he was bisexual and he was in an open relationship. But all this other interesting stuff that we talk about for like 45 minutes, really what he was on Craigslist looking for advice for was about um, perimenopause because the woman that he's involved with right now is going through it or she's in menopause and she's having issues and their relationship is suffering because of it, her, her, their sex life. So we, like I said, uh, like towards the end of the podcast, we take a total right turn into period and perimenopause talk. So if you're not interested in that, you know, you could just stop (laughs) listening, but it's really interesting. I think, not only is it interesting for women to listen to, because what I find as a woman is no women want to talk about this shit. And it is a real thing that happens. And I think women should be talking about it. But I also think men should be educated on it too, because you know, men are married to women that are that are going through perimenopause or in full-fledged menopause and they are having all kinds of symptoms and acting all kinds of crazy and if a guy doesn't really understand what's going on it can cause a lot of friction in relationships adam happens to be this really cool guy that you know is uh is trying to find a solution for his girl because she's having a difficult time with it, and they're working together as a couple to make it through the difficult time, and I think that that's really great. So, the information after, you know, the information about periods of perimenopause is really interesting too. I think even for men, so uh, you know, try if you can to listen to it. You might learn something uh, about your female partner, whether it's your girlfriend or your wife or your sister or your friend. It's uh, it's always great, I think, for people of the opposite sex to know about. What goes down for the opposite sex, whether it's women knowing about men or men knowing about the shit that goes down for women. The last thing I want to say, though, is that I throw out a lot of information about bioidentical hormones and this and that. And like um, I get all of my information from Google, Google University. We call it me and my doctor friend (laughs) because he went to like real doctor school and I'm always like acting like I know everything about being a doctor. And I went to Google University (laughs) (laughs) Um, so listen, I, like, I always say that I'm not a therapist and I give unprofessional advice. I'm giving unprofessional medical advice on this podcast about perimenopause and menopause and all that shit. Um, you know, I believe in real doctors and I believe that you, uh, women should go to their real doctors to take care of all the stuff and don't go by exactly what I say. Uh, but I do know a lot because I do Google and Google university is, uh, is, you can learn a lot from Google. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Adam.
0: Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about? To anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.
1: Hi, is this Adam?
2: This is Adam.
1: Hey, Adam, you're on the uh, Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. How are you?
2: Hi, Kathy. How are you?
1: I'm good. So uh, refresh my memory. I just read through your emails, but why don't you just explain your situation um, and what your deal is? You're in an open relationship, but it's a little bit different than a typical open relationship, right? Where typically the woman is bi, right? Because in this situation, you're the bi one. Is that correct?
2: Right. Uh, That is correct. I'm bisexual and she is the one that's straight.
1: Right, and you guys go to swingers clubs and all that kind of stuff, and she knows that you're bi, right? Because I've had a lot of bi guys on my show, but it's typically like a private secret situation, right, that they don't really tell anybody. I think maybe I had one other guy that was out, or he had a girlfriend at one time that was open to it. How long have you been dating the woman that you're dating? or Are you married to her or is she your girlfriend?
2: Uh, we're dating, uh, and we've been seeing each other for about five years.
1: Okay. And so you've been, what about your history, like sort of being bisexual? You've been bisexual your whole life or like, when did you come out or decide to start, you know, when did you act on that?
2: Um, I guess the first time I acted, uh, was at 16, mm-hmm. um, and was with a close boyhood friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we had been, um, well, we had been watching porn together. I guess it, kind of started when we were about 15 like watching porn together and um we were pretty open with each other about like masturbating and um i guess it started with masturbating in front of each other Mm -hmm. and uh moved on to oral sex
1: right is that all you guys did with each other or did you take it even further
2: uh no that's all we did i'm I'm pretty just into the oral thing uh, with guys anyways.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Now with that friend, he was a friend of yours, right? Like did, was it a one-time thing or did you guys do that with each other behind everyone's back? Like for a long time?
2: Oh, we did it quite a bit uh, behind everyone's back.
1: Mm -hmm. And are you guys friends to this day? I mean, guys keep their friends. They're not like girls. Girls are so catty. We're just like catty bitches. We're always like kicking friends out. (laughs) Guys say friends their whole lives. Are you still friends with that guy?
2: We are still friends, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, uh, he's married. He's put that side behind him.
1: How do you know? He, he could have called my show. He could still be screwing guys on the side. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you don't that's
2: know. true. <laughs> You're right. That's, uh, that's always a possibility.
1: Probably. Because, I mean, listen, you were by right? And you sort of stayed true to that side of yourself, I'm assuming. But he got married. Well, yeah.
2: Uh, well, actually, for a period in my life, I tried to... The straight and narrow I guess
1: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how did that go
2: uh well I from I joined the military at age 18 and uh, I stayed straight through the military
0: uh-huh.
1: um,
2: and I'd say till I was about 28 um, is uh, when I
1: Um, had your second right and now before that before you joined the military and went straight like was the guy your friend the only guy that you had been with or did you sort of hook up with other dudes as well
2: uh yeah i've never been really promiscuous right (laughs) No, that's uh, cool you're like a
1: one-man guy
2: that's that's a kind of a misconcept i think lots of people have about Mm -hmm. um bisexual men which i guess there are a lot of bisexual men out there that are extremely promiscuous mm-hmm. uh, that's always been a major turnoff for me right um, glory hole situations uh stranger situations meeting in the park uh nothing that doesn't do anything for me
1: interesting yeah no i get more so that kind of guy you know um but for yeah. you you're more into somebody that like you know is that the deal yeah.
2: mm-hmm. That that we get along and uh we're friends.
1: And you like um, them as a person. You're more like me. That's how I am with my booty calls. <laughs> I don't want to like huh. fuck a stranger or so. Like, I like, to, I get attracted to someone that I know, and it doesn't, I don't have to be in love with them, right? And maybe I'm just having sex with them, but it has to be someone that I like. I think, yeah, listen, I don't think it's a stereotype with just gay guys are bisexual guys I think it's just a stereotype with men in general and I, th- I don't know that it's such a stereotype that it is probably typically the norm that most men are wired to like want variety and whatever but certainly I have a lot of guy friends there are guys out there that aren't like that and you're just not one of them whether it's with women or with men I'm assuming that's the way that you are
2: right that's that is correct
1: right right so that's just um, that's your deal so you hooked up with another friend after you got out of the military like another situation sort of came about
2: uh well um I had two experiences before the military uh my early uh you know friend uh and that was mostly through high school and then um right after high school I worked uh at a warehouse for a while and uh there was a gay guy there um and um we got along and uh we played a few times mm mm-hmm. um And and then I joined the military and I decided that, uh, you know, that was just an experimental stage. Right. And it is frowned upon. I mean, uh, you can't go around talking about that with everybody.
1: Right. But it does go down, though. I mean, I had a caller once and they he used to have sex with guys, but he's probably I don't know. How old are you?
2: I'm 44.
1: Right. He's like younger. He's in the mil. he was in the military recently and he said he was like fucking guys in the porta potties. I mean, it was hilarious.
2: <laughs> right.
1: That's what was going down I, when he was in the military.
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've seen like stories like that. I think I think that a lot of those stories may be masturbatory stories like their fantasies.
1: I hear you. Uh, I but I gotta say, uh, the guy I'm, that told I, me, I t- believed him. He was straight out gay. He wasn't bi. He was like very right. gay, and he was doing that. Um, but
2: I, I know it does it mm-hmm. does go on adult bookstores, uh, that, that kind of thing. Right. Um, I know that does go on. Um,
1: no, he said he was doing uh, it in the porta potties with other guys in the Marines. <laughs> wow. <I didn't laughs> when see he was any deployed. Yeah, I, you know, but listen, I I think it's a different time. Don't you think it's maybe a different time? I mean, he was young. He was still, he had just gotten out of the military. So this was happening today. I think maybe if you were in the military and you were by now, it would have happened. I think when you were in the military, it was definitely something that people just didn't risk taking a chance because. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, they didn't even have the uh, don't ask, don't tell policy when I was in the
1: military. Right, exactly. So. uh,
2: I think that was established uh, shortly after I um, I got out of the military. So right, um, and then and now it's uh, not even that policy. that you can serve openly. I guess totally, um,
1: yeah, absolutely. So anyway, so you got out of the military um, and you started back up. Like, what happened? Like, you just because I know that you said you thought it was just a phase. You'd never sort of do it again. And then you got out of the military. Did you ever get married or anything like that?
2: Uh, no, but I was in a long-term relationship for mm-hmm. uh, when I got out of the military for about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and she didn't know anything. I, at that point I, of, in my life, I didn't disclose that to anyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: and uh, but she didn't know. She had no idea. And, so within that um, six I years, mean,
1: you were fooling around with guys behind her back or having one guy behind her back? No.
2: No, I, I was not at all. I was completely faithful in that relationship.
1: Okay, cool. So for six years, you still, at that point, even after you got out of the military, you still hadn't been with a guy. Right. Right? Yeah.
2: So it was uh, at least a 10-year period in my life that I was um, went straight for. Mm-hmm. I did have fantasies about it. I mean, I still right. thought about it once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But... Um,
1: and then what happened? Like you, you and that girl, you and that woman obviously broke up, right? Is that when you started to hook up with another guy?
2: Yeah. Um, sh- she and I broke up went our separate ways. Uh, just wasn't working. And, and I met a girl that she was by mm-hmm. she was open about it. And, uh, she kind of over time coaxed it out of me. She made quite a few comments to, I mean, she joking around. She'd make comments about, you know, guy on guy type situations,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and kind of coaxed it out of me. And uh, I I remember the night that I told her about it, and we had the mo- most amazing sex when I admitted to her that I had had uh, some male on male experiences.
1: Right, she was into it. She like she was into oh, it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, and I mean, you know, it was over the course of a few months that I she would, it was dropping little hints. Mm-hmm. What she did,
1: you know, I could yeah. use her on my I, podcast because I can't tell you how many guys I've had call in that wanted to sort of you know gauge their girl's interest to do certain things right and they're always wondering how to do that without freaking them out you know what i'm saying it's right. like i'm sure you felt the same way like you wanted to probably yep. on some level to let her know but you didn't know and on some level she probably wanted to know and you guys kind of like but she but it worked for you guys you know so it's just like that's like the way to do it i guess like she just would make jokes about it throw it out there right well that
2: yeah that was uh i mean that was I suppose the easiest way for it to come about mm-hmm. um, is her you know saying little jokes uh you know we talked she was by, so we talked about having a um threesome threesome with another girl mm-hmm. and um she said well i only have one rule and that's you don't get to play with the other girl just me
1: mm-hmm.
2: um if you want to play with someone out outside of our relationship it'll have to be another guy
1: right which,
2: And she kind of giggled about it. Um, And, uh, you know, there was just little certain times that she'd um, make little comments. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I finally got got the idea that she was more than likely she was open to it. And I told her one night in bed. And, yeah, that was one of the hottest nights I had with her the entire relationship.
1: Um, (laughs) I can imagine. I think that that's awesome, you know, because it was like somebody that was totally into it. It was like for you, it was probably so exciting because now all of a sudden you realize you could go back out there and be with guys and fulfill that fantasy. And she was cool with it.
2: Right. It was. Um, And then did you guys have threesome
1: with Matt, threesomes with the guys?
2: Yeah, we did uh, We did several threesomes. We did some uh, girl-girl-guy threesomes, and we did a couple guy-guy-girl threesomes, uh, and we got together with another couple where both were by.
1: Oh, my God. So you guys had a really good time.
2: <laughs> yes, we did. We explored completely.
1: How long were you uh, with that woman for?
2: Uh, well, let's see. Um, I guess it was... About seven years, right? Um, we and together.
1: Where would you pick up these um, other couples and these guys and these women? I mean, you know, um, was it on yeah. Craigslist or would you just go out and meet people? No, that was
2: that was really before Craigslist time, I guess, or mm-hmm. well, most of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea about Craigslist, so but there are bars in every town that are bi gay friendly, right? Um, and. Yeah. I mean you've got your completely gay bars And even completely gay bars You'll have couples go in mm-hmm. um, And um, that's, that's not uncommon Right And um,
1: You would Did you start going Because I know with this woman that you're dating And we'll eventually get to this relationship That you guys go to swingers clubs and stuff Did you go start going to swingers clubs with this woman When you were dating her
2: uh no um I mean there's a kind of underground swingers stuff that you can get involved in I guess mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, well we did uh, you know I mean for one thing it's easier to meet girls that are by and, and totally. I'm completely open about it mm-hmm. um if you want to meet a guy then you have to go to a bar that's either bi gay friendly or or go to
1: a gay bar right Mm -hmm. so you guys would just Um, go out for drinks and then just get in conversation find somebody hook up bring them back home and get it on that's exactly yes now let me ask you this because you said you only do oral have you ever had in like are are you a top are you a bottom are you not (laughs) that at all like do you mind me asking Um,
2: (laughs) no i don't mind you asking at all i um I explored it with that that girl, um, the girl that was by mm-hmm. that I dated. Um, I explored it with her. Uh, she said I should try it, and she wanted to use a vibrator. Uh huh. And um, so I let her try that, and that just didn't do anything for me. It was—I know they say, uh, you know, guys, prostate, and it's like a G spot. Um, uh-huh. And I've even I've even seen it on gay movies where a guy can come from that, right? Um, but I, it just wasn't for me. Penetration sex uh, has always been something I've been attracted to women for,
1: right? Um, and so yeah, oral yeah. is much more what you're into. Are you into oral with women? Oh yes. Right. So I you're into everything was... with women, but with guys, yes. you're only. Have you ever? So you, she fucked you in the ass with, with like a dildo or something, like you tried that with her, but ever with a guy?
2: Yeah, it was, it was one of those kind of slim line vibrators. Right. Rocket shaped one. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Right. No, I know.
2: Um, uh, Yeah. And she said it would stimulate me and she could make, she swore up and down, she'd be be able to make me come with it. Totally. And I, so I said, okay, sure, we'll try it. I wasn't. It wasn't really my thing, but okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, she let she would let me go up in her, so right. I figured fair is fair. You can give it a shot.
1: Yeah, and how did you know uh, that you wouldn't love it? You know, I always think because yeah, I had a guy I, on recently who was totally straight, but loved to have women screw him in the ass. And he loved it. And we talked because I'm a woman and I'm a three input girl. I like anal sex. So I always think like everyone's is like sort of equal. Like if it feels really good for me, why wouldn't it feel really good for everybody? You know, there's just so many nerve endings in there. And if you could really relax into it, it's really great. But maybe it's not like you're somebody that. Really tried it. You're totally open, right? You're openly bi, so there's no because I think there's a lot of homophobic men that are like, "Oh my god, don't go near my ass," because oh, yeah. they think it'll mean they're gay. But you're like right. the great experiment guy to do this with because you're openly bi. You don't give a shit about that. You're not bound to that at all, like you know. So you tried it and you just didn't like it.
2: That's right. Interesting. I didn't like it one bit.
1: Interesting. That's yeah, interesting. I, I
2: don't know. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. uh, it didn't. Maybe uh, she couldn't find my prostate. I don't.
1: But, like, you didn't jerk off at the same time. Isn't that what guys typically do? Well, I've never really watched gay porn. I don't know. But I would assume that guys are are doing that at the same time, right? While they're getting screwed in the ass?
2: Um, no, she said she was sure that she could make me come just by that. And I said, Right. Okay. okay. Uh, and it didn't. Yeah, it, it wouldn't work.
1: Right. But all these guys, I'm sure when you're with these guys, they wanted to do more. Like, didn't you have some t- that that wanted to sort yeah. of push you to do more?
2: Uh, well, I've had, uh, you know, you just don't know. That's not. It's not my cup of tea.
1: Right, right. So you never, though. Like, a, what I meant by that, I'm not saying that they tried to get you to do something you didn't want to do, but like that you weren't in the heat of the moment that you decided to. Okay, you know what? I'll give this a try with this guy because I'm really horny and like whatever. You know what I mean? And just went with the it with the moment. You know, at the moment.
2: Mm, I it never. I mean, I kind of let you know whatever partners I'm going to be with know kind of my ground rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um.
1: I guess that's important in these kinds of situations when you have all those people together and people are in relationships, right? Like, because your girl would want to be with the girl, but she didn't want you with the, you know, so I guess you guys, like, people go into that explaining, like, the rules and regulations ahead of time so everybody knows and everybody's right. cool with it. Because they're like, you know, if you're lucky enough to be screwing somebody else's girl and shit, like, you know what I mean? Who's going to push those boundaries? You right. don't have to be stupid. Yeah. Right?
2: That's that's exactly right. Uh I mean if you're in an open relationship and you have feelings for that person, you have to respect those feelings.
1: Right, right. And everybody's um, cool like and everybody winds up to be cool cuz it's like a great situation right. why you know well,
2: if you're open to it and and you both know it's just sex. Mhm. Um and the um I guess it's the um I don't know uh all the uh, worries about, uh, as, is this person going to be stolen from me? And, right.
1: Um, all the jealousy and everything is not there, well, the, right? You're in a, like...
2: Yeah. The, the jealousy, I, I think the jealousy is always still a little there underlying, but um, you, if you know that you're true to each other, then you're not worried that they're going to be stolen away from
1: Mm -hmm. No, I think that that's the ultimate sort of relationship. And I've had a couple guys on here um, besides you that were wired just like you. They were very monogamous guys. They weren't bi. You're the first one that's bi too on top of it. But that's just another thing to add into it. But it's the same kind of guy like you're totally monogamous you really like women you have you know real relationships with them and but you're able to have these open relationships and respect the woman it's not like you're you no know, you're hiring hookers or prostitutes to do it with or whatever these are the women that you're doing this with women that you love and that you care for and you just have this separate sex life where you guys are pretty open and you do it and I think that's great you know I think a lot of women might be more open to stuff like that but they would never. Sort of cop to it with most guys because I think most guys wouldn't be able to handle it. They would never see that. Say you know what I mean. And I think a lot of women are afraid to sort of let their freak right. flag fly with a lot of guys because guys, you know, have this thing with think, women. You know, they judge them for what they do sexually. Like they want you to give them a good head, but when you do, they're like, "Where the fuck did you learn that?" You know, like there's just like that Madonna horror complex with a lot of men.
2: <laughs> right. Um. They can't put the,
1: they can't put those two girls together. You know, they have to have the woman that they bring home to their parents. And that they love and she's typically like, you know, white bread and then they have the whore on the side to do the things that they really want to do, you know, and so a lot of men are just as conflicted, I think. So I think it, but when I, I think though a guy like you, and like I said, I've talked to other guys too, who doesn't have that confliction, right? Like you could be in love with that woman and let her be explore herself sexually and do whatever. And you don't see her any different, you know, you could still love that woman and you see her as that girl and you're a monogamous guy. And that's what I typically find. With that, it's like that same sort of thing. And that's the perfect guy to, to me, that's the perfect guy to do this kind of situation with and be a swinger, be in an open relationship. Because you, when you have total trust, what is the big deal if you're out there doing sex with other people? You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter if you're emotionally faithful with each other.
2: Yeah, if you're emotionally bonded and faithful mm-hmm. to each other and and you know I think you have to have some guidelines for if you're going to go into this.
1: Right, but that all comes down to trust, right? Because, listen, I think some people... I had this really hilarious guy call in. uh, 007 is his name, and he was going to do his first threesome with this girl. He had finally got her into it, and he told me that one of her rules was she couldn't... He couldn't fuck, he could fuck the other girl, which I thought was really cool of her. Like she was a really, like she was letting him screw another girl, but she said, "If you just can't fuck her in the ass. And he was like, I can't wait to fuck the other girl in the ass. I'm going to do it in the dark and behind your back. I'm going to fuck." And that's like, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like here you have a girl, right? Like, and she's letting you have it through. Like she's the ultimate catch. You really like her. And she has one rule. And you're going to fuck it up like it's so stupid. You know, this is where guys are so dumb. And he was like, oh, maybe you're right. But, you know, I think that it's really important. Like that guy's like that not going to last. Like, you know, you have to have that trust. You have to know that if, you know, as the woman says to you, like, hey, you just can't fuck someone else that you're totally respectable. You know, you could you respect that and you do. And that's why it works for you. And I think that that's great. You know you're not yeah. even calling in like how do I have an open relationship and make it work? I think that's the ultimate relationship that most guys would want to have, but they just don't know how to have that and I get stuck talking about that with you because I was always obsessed with swingers and the swinger lifestyle when I was really little because I think it's like super evolved to sort of be in a relationship and not have sexual ownership over someone else. but I think that that's hard and it's hard for a lot of people and I think it's a lo- it's a the big part of it is a trust issue. And it's hard to find guys that, like I said, are wired like you, where they're like emotionally wooden stray and they're super monogamous, but they're open sexually. You know, most of the time you find guys that want to do it, that are like that other guy that is like, oh, I'm just going to fuck that girl in the ass. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. It like doesn't work. But so, well, yeah.
2: I, I think, um I don't know, I guess some of those guys are just super sexually charged uh, over sexually charged i don't know um,
1: yeah they're more like that typical uh, you know what i say i say they're just like closer to the apes like you know i think well, everyone's sort of evolved and those guys are less evolved i don't know that's what i always say <laughs> you know they're just like closer to the apes and some men are just like more evolved as men and they're so they they're and they're different with women and they're different with sex and you know that's just the way that it right. goes right
2: Well, um, the whole like the whole glory hole type of situation, and I, I just don't. That does nothing for me. How can you? I don't know. I don't. I'm gonna
1: say I'm gonna say there was one time in my life for probably for about three days that I was like into I never did anything glory hole but I like checked into it online or something whatever and I was just like oh as a woman I was like this is not so bad like you don't get all the grossness about the guy like you don't get the hairiness and like maybe the ugly face and the smells like (laughs) like you know that all you get is the part that you want like I don't know I was like oh maybe glory holes are where it's at but then I was like probably not. (laughs) But, right. you know, that sort of divide and it just so it's kind of like the woman's like, you know, if you're using a toy at home, it's like no different, you know, Um, you get the part that you want of the man and not the rest of the garbage. Uh But, yeah, like you're not that's not you're not wired that way. A lot of guys are. And I think it's typically what the men that are sort of repressed or they have to be, you know, have that part of their sexuality repressed. So everything becomes super dirty. And that's always like hot and makes it fun, too but they can never sort of be out with that side. For you, you're totally out. Does everyone in your life know you're bisexual, or is it just something that people that you're intimate with know?
2: Yeah, just people that I'm intimate. Um, I'm a pretty masculine guy, Mm -hmm. and uh, most people wouldn't ever guess
1: Yeah, I'm sure like when you and that friend hang out, did anyone ever catch you guys? Did anyone ever have a feeling that you guys were doing that? Or was that a total secret that has like lived on to this day?
2: That's a total secret that's lived on to this day.
1: I feel like if I was friends with you guys, I would have known. I, I just think I would have. I don't know. Maybe your body language, but maybe not. I mean, so nobody had any idea. And I'm assuming you guys were a part of a pack. Like, most guys have, like, ten friends, right? So it wasn't, you guys weren't the only two friends that you were friends with, right, together?
2: Right. No. Uh, I mean, we were, we were like, best friends. And we had several friends that were, you know, friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I don't think any of our friends were as close as we were. And we'd hang out more together. Um
1: Mm-hmm. And, and you'd be doing uh, this, like, at your guys' houses with your parents around and shit, and nobody had any idea?
2: Uh, yeah, we'd usually find a good um, secluded place. Uh, his mother worked, and there was time uh, after school mm-hmm. um, where there was alone time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But, no, we never got caught, never...
1: And did you lose your virginity to a guy before you were with a woman? Like, who were you with first? Like, I said, I think you said you were with the guy when you were sixteen. When were your first time with a woman?
2: The first time I had sex with a woman was fifteen. Um, okay, and um, penetration sex, um, and um, and then I mean, it was only a one-time thing until uh, probably I was was when I was 16 again, mm-hmm. um, af- after I had played with my friend. and Right. Um,
1: Let me ask you this. Were you confused about your sexuality, or because you sort of dabbled in it so early on and was with a man and liked it and was with a woman and liked it, that you were just totally cool? Like, you know, you just understood that you were bi and that was okay with you, or was it confusing to you?
2: I, I'd say it was very confusing to me it mm-hmm. was something that it turned turned me on and I liked but uh I feel you know it was something that I definitely kept you know hidden and I was ashamed of
0: that mm-hmm. I liked
2: it because um, you are you're about the same age
1: yep I'm right? uh-huh.
2: 46'm hmm okay so you know that age um, growing up in that time
1: mm-hmm.
2: I was not something that I mean, the girl-on-girl thing was popular with the guys. But it still wasn't even as
1: popular. Even that, I was going to say before, when you and your girls were very progressive and ahead of your time because nobody was even doing that really that much, even when we were growing up at all. It wasn't like it is today. Even that was a little, like you said, it was cool with the guys, but a lot of women still were not copping to it.
2: Yeah, well, the the girl that um, I did that with was, that was later on, um, you know, I was, oh, what was I, 29 or mm-hmm. 28 or 29 when we started seeing each other, mm-hmm. um, um, and um, we saw each other on and off for probably seven years, and right. I mean, it was mostly, mostly on, but we had a couple breakups in between,
1: but I mean, did you, did you, though, wonder about, like, like, was it clear to you? Because, like, I think there's a big difference between being bi and being homosexual, right? And, like, bisexual, oh, is, right. right? So you knew, like, you were, felt romantic feelings to women and just sort of sexual feelings for men? Or did you wonder, like, wh- maybe I'm gay, like, because I like to suck dick. Like, I me, mean, I don't know. Like, right. I mean, it, was there that kind of confliction going on? Or did you sort of know for sure that you... Liked women more so to have relationships with, and men, it was just a sexual attraction.
2: Yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean i I like to have a friendship with a guy. I'm not. I don't like the stranger thing. I like you know to know somebody, and uh, they've got to be cool and funny and um, and somewhat attractive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's got to be an attraction level there, but it's not on a romantic level. It's right. Um, I I don't know if, I don't know how it is with women. If you feel, you know, if you find a woman attractive, I mean, you don't feel like you're in love with her. You feel like you're friends
1: and Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of people, though, are afraid. That's, that's, I ask because I think a lot of people that have never tried it, but sort of are horny for it and want to, I think that they get nervous that that means that they're gay or they're not. But it's like you could just, They just might mean that you're, you know, and sometimes doing Uh, it and having the experience makes it more clear to you, you know, because then you really get to figure out what the fuck you are and, you know, what it's about. And a lot of times it's just, you just like it for sex and that's just being bi
2: yeah that's uh that's being bi i guess bi guys get that rap uh you know everybody immediately says oh he's gay
1: yeah that's what i think people think that they have to but i don't i think the difference is like i think homosexuals feel that like you know it it, depends to me it's like who you fall in love with depends whether you're homosexual or heterosexual if you're open sexually to both you know men and women then that's bisexual i think that that's a different thing and i both things exist right you know and people fall into different categories and i think both you know a lot of homosexual people really look down on the bisexual groups of people and they think that you can't be that but of course there's people that way just like there's people that are just totally homosexual and then there's people that are totally heterosexual
2: right the the kinsey uh scale
1: exactly i think most people fall someplace in the middle it's just statistically speaking right i find it's like how many people do you find that are really a hundred percent heterosexual and really a hundred percent homosexual
2: and i'm i would break mckinsey for myself i Mm -hmm. would uh break it down a little more i would say uh i would label it in two two categories uh, penetration sex and Mm -hmm. oral sex right and uh as for penetration sex, I guess I'm a one.
1: Right. You're 100% uh, heterosexual when it comes to penetration well, sex.
2: I, I was open to trying it. so Yeah, but you tried um, it with I a guess,
1: woman, not a man.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. But, um, I mean, if, if I had found it pleasurable, maybe I would have continued down that line and who knows i think she told um, you she, to i think.
1: Like. I mean what did she handcuff you you should have started jerking off when she was doing it i think you would have liked it a lot more if you did that
2: well she, she did it after, after she couldn't uh make me come with just because she had said oh i can make you come just with my vibrator
1: right so you were really just trying that i mean listen you're still uh, yeah, young you could okay. still you could still uh try it um okay, again if you say you're one percent, I would say right now you're a hundred percent heterosexual when it comes to penetration sex. You're a hundred percent bisexual when it comes to oral sex.
2: Yeah, I'd uh, right at a three. I like both for oral sex. It's right. I and I consider myself to be very oral.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
2: and uh, something that uh, I guess most straight men wouldn't try is. Um, Sucking on a clit like a little penis.
1: Oh no, guys, guys will take your tit and use it like a penis too. Let me tell you, a lot of guys I think are just like in their mind thinking your shit is like dicks in their head because I'm so I've had guys go to town on my tits like it's a dick, like I'm like and in my mind, I'm thinking this guy's like fulfilling some sort of dick fantasy. And so, yeah, maybe, I, yes, maybe for sure. he was
2: trying to tell you something. Exactly. Because I, I... I don't, I don't out I them a, in
1: the middle of that because, you know, I'm figuring they're trying yeah. to keep it a secret.
2: <laughs> well, I had a girlfriend that she said... Uh, she, Well, the girl I was talking to you about that was bi. Um, mm-hmm. She said she w- always wanted to be with a guy who was bi, but none of her boyfriends were open to that. And Right. Um, and I did that for her, and she was like blown away by it uh, none of the guys she had been would do that uh-huh. so um, but um,
1: yeah it's hard to find men who are open but I'm sure she felt like some of the guys that she was with might have had some tendencies but just wouldn't cop to it
2: well I think there's lots of guys uh, guys that are complete, you know closed off about it completely 100% in the closet mm-hmm. and have girlfriends and do stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, I have I I I have um, friends who know for a fact that they're they would be open to trying it but might never try it because they just can't cross that line. I have people who call into my show that know for a fact that they are into it and are doing it completely behind you know, their wives back and it is a complete secret and they've been doing it all their lives. And then there's ones that just are, are not into it. You know, I think that it, there's all types of people out there cause it's not still not totally a hundred percent out and cool. Like it is for girl on girl action. Now it's very acceptable, almost like cool to be that way. But for men, right. it's still not there yet. I think eventually well, it'll be there. There's,
2: I believe, um, there's a movement towards that totally. uh, the, the woman the woman that I'm dating now uh-huh. um, she she kind of opened my eyes to that there's if you go and type gay porn and women into a Google search, you'll see that there's all sorts of women that are watching gay porn uh, porn hub has done this study and oh, I saw that shows,
1: recently mm-hmm. that it's actually yeah, the it most shows, Googleable porn that's the that's the top thing that women are looking at
2: you, well. Well, lesbian and gay, and Uh and apparently neck and neck. So, um, women women prefer uh, same sex, or at least viewing same sex, and apparently they like to watch two men um, get it almost as much as
1: Mm -hmm. yes,
2: almost as much as men like to watch two women.
1: Yeah, listen, eventually, um, like everything else, it'll come come up and come out. And I think, yeah, we're very close to that happening. And it's much more open now, especially now this transgender thing is becoming more open. So eventually it will. And I think then you'll get a lot more guys copping to it. I just think that, you know, a lot of men don't admit it because of, you know, how society looks down on it.
2: Sure. Well, the whole transgender thing and Bruce gender now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. A, I just taped a, a podcast with a guy um, who actually is a woman named Jennifer, and he's transgender. And it was like really interesting, especially because of what's going on now. And I think it's like amazing that people are just being more open to stuff like this because whatever, it goes on. And so many of these poor right. people are living these lives secretly, and it's tough, well, you know?
2: I think it is. And I think those people are born like that.
1: And 100%. Just accept them. Exactly. Totally. But let's get back to um, your. Uh, like right now situation, because the way I found you is I answered your ad on Craigslist. You were looking for advice about from yes. women because you're in this really and I don't understand what your advice, what advice you're looking for, because you haven't told me yet. We I just know your situation. You're in another open relationship with a woman. She knows you're yes. by you guys go to swingers club together. You, she you get on. Well, so no, what? we don't. Oh, you don't.
2: We don't. We don't go to swim, Swingers Club. She's she's actually straight. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we met through, it was actually the t- second time I met someone through a Craigslist mm-hmm. um, posting. And um,
1: What did you post um, on Craigslist? Were you looking for a woman to date? Were you looking for a woman to fuck? Were you looking for a guy?
2: Uh, I actually answered her Craigslist posting.
1: Okay. What was she looking for? She,
2: she was, she was, it was in the woman for male, male.
1: Oh, um, okay. So she knew she was, was into, she knew she was she into, she knew she was into a bi guy.
2: Well, yeah, she, uh, when I first met her, she kind of, kind of shocked me the size of her gay porn collection.
1: hmm
2: <laughs> Um, it would probably put most gay men to shame.
1: Interesting.
2: It was, yeah, she was very into seeing two men together. hmm um, and which was great.
1: Totally. That's the perfect girl um, for you.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's, um, I mean, and I don't get me wrong. I enjoy by, by women too, but if it's not something you're into, I'm not going to push you into it. If, but if you're into me being with a guy and that's what you like to see, then I'm totally for it.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. So how long you been um, with her for?
2: About five years.
1: Okay, so but what's the issue? I can't even imagine, because you have um, a woman who's totally straight, who loves that you're bi.
2: Yeah. And um, well, about a year and a half ago, she started menopause. Uh, she's a little older than I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, she's 49.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, her sex drive has kind of dwindled, dwindled for actual sex.
1: Yeah, I call it. Um, It's not menopause. It's peri fucking menopause. Okay, it's the. It's the. You know the. It's before menopause. It's what. It's the changes that happen. You know that's what she's probably going through.
2: Uh, On the other hand, she's still horny and she wants to see me do more guy on guy. Uh huh. Um, And like I said, she. The only porn she watches is gay porn. She won't. She's not even open to watching bisexual porn, which is what I prefer.
1: Uh-huh. So
2: I I prefer to see a woman involved in... Um, right.
1: She doesn't even want the woman involved. She likes straight up gay yeah, sex. Yeah,
2: she, she just likes watching the guy on guy.
1: Right. So interesting how everyone just is wired just a little bit differently, you know, and everyone it, has their thing it, that they're into.
2: <laughs> right. It is. Um, and... Um, yeah, she's not into women at all. She buts the guy and guy, trips her trigger like nothing else.
1: Right, but we're, what your problem is, is that, like, you're not getting sex from her enough, I'm assuming, right?
2: I, yeah, it's, it's kind of gone downhill, and I'm just wondering if, I mean, I, I'm kind of confused at this point, I
0: guess.
2: Mm-hmm. She's, um, you know and, and the guy that I'm playing with, I only have one friend that I play with, and he happens to be gay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, can't really tell that he's gay. He's um,
1: is he secretly gay?
2: And, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, he's not ashamed of it. Um, right. Doesn't doesn't hide it. But life. is he? He's uh, not
1: married or anything like that.
2: He's not married or right. anything, no.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, actually, he was married in his 20s, and at that time, I guess he thought he was bisexual, but then went for the full.
1: <laughs> right. He realized he was totally, he was more gay. He was gay.
2: Right. He realized that he preferred men over women, mm-hmm. uh, a five or six on the Kinsey scale.
1: Right. Um, and how long have um, you been playing with him for?
2: Uh, pretty much the whole time that I've been seeing her. Um,
1: and where did you guys meet him?
2: Uh, it was actually someone that I knew, um, and I played with him a couple times. I um, it was in between relationships, and um, and so I was I was looking for a woman that was open to that. I met right. with a woman that was bisexual and open to that, and I found it be a very exciting relationship very Mm -hmm. sexually fulfilling Mm -hmm. and so I was looking for a woman that was open to that and found her ad
1: right because you were already with this guy and you didn't want to end that relationship and you're a pretty honest person
2: yeah I I hadn't been we had played around a few times and I'd let him know right up front what I was looking for Mm -hmm. and but I was it was just so
1: where did you meet him
2: um, I met him through some other friends that I know that are gay. Okay. Um, I, I have some friends that are, are gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um. And they obviously and know that you're bi. Yeah, they, they know. Um, I mean, my gay friends know. Um, and I mean, it's just, um, uh, you know, uh, totally, um, just a friendship, you know, nothing mm-hmm. else than. That.
1: right um, but so you but, uh, got her involved with this situation went right right from the beginning because she was open to it and you knew that because of her ad which was great so she knew you were right. already involved with the guy and you guys started all three getting it on
2: yeah except she doesn't uh <laughs> that was her other thing was she she didn't want to be involved uh when it was came to she just likes to watch and masturbate uh-huh um, and that was that was from the beginning Right. Um, you know, she and I would have set, sometimes have sex afterwards or,
0: uh-huh.
2: you know, the next day or whatever. And um, But she, from the beginning, she just preferred to watch. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Do you guys talk about her sexual, like, like what's going on with her sexually now, like the menopause thing that's happening to her? It's perimenopause, most likely, because unless she... Yeah.
2: Um, well, she's talked to her doctors and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, She says that sex is uncomfortable and, or at least intercourse, um, penetration wise. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, I guess there's medicines that they have her on, but so far it hasn't turned it around yet.
1: How long has she been on her medicine for? Like, is she on, like, I'm assuming she's on hormones.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the medicines are that they have her on, but, uh. It's probably been for nine. This has been going on for. I guess she started about a year and a half ago, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: eight or nine months she's been on the medications, and it doesn't seem to be doing anything yet.
1: She should try. I don't know if she's on like regular hormone stuff, but there's something called bioidentical hormones, which are much more natural. They're plant-based hormones, and they're much better for you. And they're and when what, you do, when you hold on. yeah.
2: Oh, hold on one second. Um, sure. Let me grab. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What did you call it? Bioidentical hormones.
2: Bioidentical.
1: Bioidentical hormones are plant-based hormones. Um they come, and and they go like people that do, you know, prescribe bioidentical hormones, the way that they do it is they figure I mean it takes about a year to get the exact concoction from you, but I'm told that right off the bat you start to feel the changes from it. They're plant-based hormones instead of these animal-based hormones that people take the ones that regular doctors give people, the regular hormone replacement therapy that they give menopausal women um, is a, is a lot of times it's just, they give them a straight dose, a dose that they give like everybody else, you know, and everybody's body is very different. What bioidentical hormones is all about is like, they dose you according to your exact hormones and your levels to get your hormones even with plant-based hormones, which are much more healthy for your body. They're not the ones that cause cancer and all that stuff. I um, mean, it takes a while to get you balanced, a woman balance, but it definitely makes a very big difference, difference that you have. It sometimes it's hard to find. There's a lot of quacks out there that prescribe them. It's, but they're definitely like doctors, real doc. You, ha- you want to find a real doctor that prescribes them that it covers that, you know, takes your insurance. It winds up to be like a little bit, maybe less than a hundred dollars a month you know, which is not a bad deal. And like I said, it's a compounded hormones for her specific body to make her completely, like, level. And it's a very big help to women. I'm looking into it for myself because I'm 46, and I definitely feel like I'm getting into perimenopause because I'm very body conscious, so I feel that stuff. And to me, it's not an option to just let sex go. Do you know what I'm saying? I
2: I think I, I... I gather that it's different for each woman. Um, for some women, they don't really have these issues.
1: Mm-hmm. But a lot um, of women, women do. do. No, a lot of women do. They go through it. But this uh-huh. is the thing that when menopause, when she gets into menopause, it changes. A lot of times the perimenopause stage, the change before the actual is the hardest and part. Some women say long? they get into it. It could be 12 years. I hate to say it. It could be, you know, four to 12 years, two to 12 years. They say all kinds of crazy things. Every woman is That's- different.
2: For perimenopause?
1: Yeah. For like, yeah, until she gets, the the way, the, the way they sort of distinguish the phases is perimenopause is when things start to change. Menopause is when you've gone a whole year without your period, right? But women, that doesn't happen off the bat. What happens is it start, maybe you go, maybe one month you get it two times, or maybe you miss it one month and that, you know, and for years it just starts to dwindle off and you're not in full fledged menopause until You have not had a period for a whole year, but that could that process of like, you know, your periods going whacked and your hormones going whacked and getting hot flashes and all that shit and your sexual horniness getting crazy, that thing could happen anywhere from two years to like 10 years. And that actually is the worst time for women because once you get into menopause and you're leveled out with less hormones at least you're level but it's the i call it peri fucking menopause because it's a it's really bad it <laughs> throws you into a fucking tizzy and it's not good and uh, so many women i think because they have age thing no one wants to admit they're in menopause or they don't want menopause like bring it on because perimenopause is 10 times worse because it's like right that's where it, it throws you a lot more Um, I believe very much in bioidentical hormones for that, for that phase. I, like I was about to say before, I don't, I think sex is something that's so wonderful. It's not something you should ever throw out the window as a woman. You should do everything you can to keep that in your life and keep it healthy, you know, and, and, and figure it out so that it works, you know?
2: Right. She still is turned on and aroused by sex. Um, Right. So she's not wanting the intercourse. Um, right
1: because the inside of her vag Like gets all fucked up That's what happens It gets right. thinner and stuff And that's where Because of the lack of estrogen And the lack of hormones right. and stuff It's like really I want to write a book about it Because it's hilarious Nobody women don't talk about this stuff Like I said I talk to women that are older than me Because I'm 46 And I'm starting to feel Different things go on And I'm talking to women That are older than me And they no one wants to talk about it. I'm like why don't women Talk about the shit that goes down Because I google to find out everything And there's like vaginal atrophy And I'm like oh my God, these, all these horrible things that nobody tells you about, like, why don't we fucking know this? And why aren't we armed with information to sort of help us deal with it? You know, and like, thankfully there are people that do talk about it, but it is like scary what happens. And, um, well,
2: it is, um, I, uh, because before she went into menopause, I, we had wonderful sex. It was, uh, I mean, we have a great relationship. it's, We get along all the time. Uh um, Other than this little sexual hiccup we're having right now,
0: Uh uh,
2: before this, I I felt like, like I'm kind of her fetish, and she's just, you know...
1: Maybe she needs to listen. When your body changes like that and stuff, listen. This, the good news is, I I have a friend who told me that once you go into full fledged menopause, the sex is like nothing you've ever experienced. Like she found it to be better sex than she's ever had in her whole life. Like mind blowing. And I find that for well, me, now that things are changing, that. I'm getting inside orgasms that are a lot more stronger than outside. Like, so, and that's a very new thing for me and it's amazing. So I think sometimes you just have to change with your body and maybe for her, like you say that she's got this, just this fetish thing, she maybe has to start to, I don't know, try different things to turn her on. Maybe. I don't know.
2: Yeah. uh, I'm open to any suggestions.
1: Right. And I'm sure she probably is too, but with our hormones being out of whack, just not just the sex thing. It's like, it also emotionally affects you. You know, men don't understand this. They think, Oh, PMS, like what the fuck? Like it is a hormonal thing. Like we deal with it our whole lives. We understand this as women because we go through our periods every month and we get PMS and you definitely feel a shift and you get more agitated and it it is hormonal. It's not women aren't fucking mental. It's like a hormone thing.
2: I've, Believe me, I've seen that I've been around women my whole life. So.
1: Right, but guys just think that we're irrational. But, like, you know, if you no. lost all your testosterone, okay, and that got fucked up, like, you would feel a, a shift. You would feel different. You would be more agitated, whatever that is. You know, when you get hormonally imbalanced – um, it definitely affects your mood and stuff like that. So it's a real thing that happens to women. It's it's not crazy. It's a physical thing. It's not in their fucking heads. It's like in their hormones, and it's a physical thing that happens. But nowadays there are things that could help it, and you know that could help. And I think that women should to everything that they can just for themselves and for their relationships, you know, because look like you guys have a good thing going, you know, you don't want this sexual thing to, you know, ruin your relationship, right? You're sticking in there. You want to help, but you're on Craigslist looking for help for this because you don't want to lose her, but you're not getting completely satisfied in your relationship and you're not one to go stray. Like some guys would just go fuck somebody else, but that's not your thing.
2: No, that's not my thing. And, um, I mean, I, I enjoy the sexual, gratification uh, I'm getting currently, uh, don't get me wrong. I like that play, but I, that's not the main menu.
1: You want, you want the girl action. You want action with the woman too. You want yeah, penetration and I, you're not getting that.
2: Right. And, uh, yeah. And I want more of that than the guy on guy. Yeah. You're going to, uh, uh-huh. low jobs are wonderful. Um, I love getting a blow job, and men give wonderful blow jobs, right, and I love giving one
0: mm-hmm.
2: but um but that doesn't need to be that's not all of it that's just uh.
1: That's like That's an, an appetizer. That's exactly what yeah, we just appetizer. said. The same thing, exactly. Well, or dessert appetizer. <laughs> same thing, exactly. That's just That's the first good. course. That's not the whole meal, right. right? So yeah, you're like missing out big time. You know, you just have to listen yeah. to me. You just have to stick with it with her. She might have to see a different oh, yeah. doctor. Her doctor just well, we... might not be prescribing her the right medication. You know, if he's giving well, her regular only... hormones, it's just a, ton- a lot of times it's a one size fits all mentality and that's not the way that it goes with hormones you know she sure. needs to oh, find. i wrote
2: mm-hmm. i wrote this down bioidentical yeah. um hormone treatment and uh, i will mention it to her
1: yeah there's a I woman Chris, a yeah there's a woman dr christine northrup she should look into her books and read up on that um because she she's okay. always been somebody on the forefront of like this uh issue for women oh. talking about it trying to get women to you know do different things to help themselves because listen, all kinds of cancers, all kinds of terrible things come from it, it, like it's all comes from a hormone imbalance. So the the best thing you could anyone could do for themselves is to always try their hardest to keep their hormones completely balanced. That's why we age. That's why we get cancer. That's why everything gets fucked up because your hormones get out of whack and you're losing them as you get older. Men too. Men lose testosterone and shit goes down. But for women, it's yeah. a lot worse because we have uh the estrogen drop in estrogen creates all kinds of problems and uh that vaginal atrophy is horrifying i have it yet, but I, I read up on this stuff and I see that it's coming and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like you need to do something about it because it's terrible that sex is painful for women, you know? And like you say, she's actually still horny, but she can't have penetration. I'm sure she wants it as much as you do, you know? So she's got to find solutions out there because there are women that go through this. And like you said, some of them don't have it as bad, but a lot of them do. And there are women out there that have solved those problems for me. I Google until I find the answers. I, you know, so she has to just keep trying until she finds well, the right doctor and the right medication to fix that issue so she could or you know, figure out how she can make it work so that you guys could have a more healthy sex life.
2: Yeah, that's that's why I uh, posted that. I was looking for some advice. I figured there was, might be some women uh, that, that I would understand.
1: Mhm. Well, you could go uh, online and read stuff too. There's all kinds of forums yeah, I, out there and women that talk about me, that.
2: I, I've I've read and I've know more about menopause than I thought I ever would over the last several months.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's um, cool but, of you to do.
2: Um uh, well, I think it's something we both have to work with. Um and uh uh she's she's one of her friends is a little older than her and she's already been through it and I guess been through the perimenopause
0: uh-huh.
2: process. Uh and and she has a rejuvenated sex drive. So that's, that's what, what
1: I—that's what I told you. I've heard that that so. once that clicks over, that they actually have a uh, a whole new rejuvenated sex drive. And I've heard that it's ten times better. It's a whole different kind of sex. Um, so that's the good news. Uh, and hopefully, her perimenopause won't happen. Do you know how long it's been since she had? Like, does she go three months without having a period? Do you know anything about that?
2: Uh, Yeah, she's been longer than that.
1: Well, that's Um, good because the longer she goes, it's like when she goes a full year, then the perimenopause will stop. Like what's the longest she's been so far?
2: Oh, I think, I don't know when the last time, I think the last time was just a little spotting. Um,
1: Okay, so she's like almost there. What's that? So she's almost at the like, she's almost like totally in menopause because she's gone almost a whole year without having a period. Right. Right. So that's good. That's, that's the good news because once she gets on the other side, she could hopefully be one of those women have that, that has that rejuvenation or she could, you know, go on some bioidentical hormones. And now that she's just in menopause and she's, there's not so much fluc you know, fluctuation, she could get on some bioidentical hormones that keep her a little bit more level, give her some estrogen and stuff so that she could uh, you know, become more lubricated and build up her lining on the inside, so it's not so painful for her. Right. Sorry, That's I'm bad. not so in so much help because I haven't fully gotten to that place. But I'm googling it myself because it's coming up for me, and uh, you know, it's a scary thing for a woman.
2: Yeah, I would be terrified if I. Were.
1: <laughs> but no but there's good news because it's only for a certain period of time I never I'm not a fatalistic person really like I to me I'm like okay like it might be something that you go through for a couple of years but there are women that you know cure it fix it move on have better sex lives than ever and that's what you have to keep the hope for like I, I'm never gonna accept that oh I'm just gonna lose my like you know, sex life and that's it. And I'm just going to give into it. And I think a lot of people, women have that attitude. They just think, oh, it hurts. I'm not going to do it. And they just give it up for a good. That's not an option for me. And it shouldn't be for anybody because I think sex is just a part of life and it's really healthy and it's really great and it's a pleasurable thing. And like I said, there's women out there that learn how to make it work for them after and they have better sex lives. And that's what every woman should have. So if other women have that, I'm going to have that. And so should your girl. So you guys just got to keep looking.
2: Actually, since I posted that, uh-huh. uh, she talked to one of one of her friends. a friend that I said uh, has already been through it, and um, we actually we talked together. Her friend came over, and uh-huh. uh, they they talked, and I was part of the conversation, and um, and that gave me a lot of a lot to hope for.
1: That's great. What <laughs> so, was her advice?
2: Um, well, she's um. Just keep uh, keep it together until she makes it through. Um, and she she gave her uh, her doctor's number. So That's great. Mm-hmm. She she's going to contact her doctor. Um, That's good. Um, I guess she liked her gynecologist that she has, but she's going to.
1: She should switch because listen, if someone hasn't helped you in nine months, doesn't mean that that person's bad. Maybe they're just not doing something right, and you just have to go to somebody else. That's what I believe. You know, right. you got to be a, you right. got to solve your problem. So if that person ha- she gave that person a good enough try for nine months, if she doesn't feel any different and things are still going bad, she should probably try somebody else. And it's great word of mouth, you know, that she's going to her friend's doctor, who, you know, has been through it successfully. Yeah, that's smart.
2: Yeah, and and. and- and it gave me a lot of hope so
1: yeah well um, that's good that's what you need at this yeah, point you need to just stick it through
2: and i wanted i that's one of the reasons i wanted to go ahead and do this uh your strictly anonymous uh podcast with you uh i thought maybe there might be some women listening that might have
1: advice also Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need that advice. Let's and, both do a shout yeah. out to women. <laughs> Please email me. <laughs> I need the advice of what's coming up, what I could do, where are those good. But like I told you, there's a, a lot of bioidentical hormone doctors that are just like big scam artists. And they won't take your insurance and they'll charge you a lot of money. But there's like urologists, endocrinologists, not just gynecologists. Like there's a lot of different kinds of doctors that got, get into the bioidentical hormones. So like I said, it could be a urologist. It could be an endocrinologist. It could be all, an internist. Um, but as long as you go to someone who's a really a doctor and prescribes them, it's a really great deal and it's not even that expensive anymore. And it's the best kind of hormone therapy that a woman could, could have. And it really changes women's lives. So if she could find somebody like that, that'd be really great. Maybe that woman's gynecologist does that. You know, you just don't know until she goes in and talks to her.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think she's set up an appointment yet, but uh, I think she has every intention of it.
1: I think it's so great that, you know, I mean, I think we lost a lot of people listening to this podcast once we started talking about periods and perimenopause. Like, we went from blowjobs and threesomes and foursomes to, like, periods and perimenopause and probably a lot of guys were like oh my god
2: <laughs> we, we probably, probably lost a lot of your listeners yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> totally probably a lot of people yeah. were like why the fuck did you guys they're like all horny with all your hot stories right and then they're like oh my god why well, did we get to talking about periods but what, i think it's really interesting that
2: podcast? It went astray.
1: <laughs> no but i think it's really interesting and i think it's really great that you're so involved in you know with your girl and trying to solve this problem with her and that you guys discuss it and you discuss it with other women and you're out there looking to to find a solution as well I think that's great
2: yeah I uh well I think it's a problem that it's definitely a problem um I mean I I enjoy the play that I've been getting but uh there's you need more missing there so
0: Uh
2: yeah and uh and I mean, it's wonderful. I found a woman that's not just accepting of this, but uh, loves it to <laughs> right um, to such a degree. Right, that's um, not
1: going to be easy to find. So you have to stick yeah, with um, her.
2: Oh, actually, actually, there's. I think there's. There is a change in because um, she also reads um, male male romance novels. Right. <laughs> she. You know. She's she's very into that. That's her major turn on. And, and I've always felt like, um, I mean, like she, I'm adored by her and I'm like her perfect fetish man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah, totally. And she, she, she makes me feel appreciated. Uh, it's, yeah, it's And it she's not going to want to lose you.
1: Listen, as hard as it is for you to find her, it's even harder for her to find a guy like you, okay? Like I said, not only just because you're bi and that's exactly what she's looking for, but you're like pretty open, but you're also really monogamous, you're a great communicator, you you're like a guy that's really, you know, involved in trying instead of just leaving her when during this problem or you know you're like there trying to help her like that's a heart that's a great guy like it, most women would want to have a guy like that but pl- on top of it you're by and you satisfy all her fantasies. so you know i'm sure she d- doesn't want to lose you either like you guys are a good pair and i'm rooting for you to make it through this phase and i think you just have to stick with it and as long as your girl is on it and trying to figure it out like, I think that that's great. And eventually she will find the solution. And I'd like I, you to keep I, me posted. I, a lot of times I do follow-ups with people. Um, I like this subject. I like the perimenopause subject. I don't care that we took a, a a sharp right turn into period talk because it's interesting to me. And I think that women should talk about it. And um, sure. I think, you know, there are some listeners still listening and are curious. And a lot of men probably don't even realize that this is what's going on with their women right now, men well, and your age range.
2: I've- yeah I think men need to be more involved in that too. They need to understand it and have, yeah, not just think that their woman
1: 's crazy and they're you know and women I'm, I think should understand that they 're not crazy and they shouldn't just give up sex and they should look into it and try to figure something out so they could keep their relationships going right so um keep right. me posted of what happens if I get any information from any women that are listening or any men that are listening as far as what you know they've done to get through the perimenopause stage successfully i will send it on to you it, it, it like i okay. said we both need that information at this point
2: <laughs> yeah that's true all right well kathy you have a wonderful uh, labor day weekend and, i will
1: uh, you too adam thanks so much for calling yeah. in and good luck and keep me posted
2: okay thanks
1: good luck bye
2: all right bye-bye bye.
1: do you have a story